Hey everyone, welcome back to Global Blue Nosers, the podcast about everyday people around the world whose lives have been shaped by the province of Nova Scotia. I'm your host, Sean Meister, and before we get started today, I just want to ask for you to take a minute uh, to rate and review the show. With only a few more episodes left in season one, uh, your ratings and reviews go a long way in helping others find the show, and also gives me great info and feedback on how to consistently improve, improve the episodes I release. So today we welcome our fifth guest of the first season with lived experience in the United Kingdom, really becoming a theme so far. Kate Bray grew up in the Annapolis Valley and always dreamed of experiencing life beyond the borders of Nova Scotia. Over her years living here, she spent time in Canning, Kentville, and Halifax. And despite her expectations early in life, she has grown to absolutely love her home province. But like so many of our guests, that love is balanced against a desire to explore the world. And in January of 2022, Kate made the move to London, where she now lives and works as an influencer marketing strategist. If you love food and restaurant recommendations, you've landed on the right episode. Kate is the living example of a foodie and gives some amazing suggestions throughout our conversation. And my list of places I need to go expanded quite a bit over the, uh, the 45 or 50 minutes that we chatted. So let's get to it. Well, the sun was setting in the west and the birds were singing on every tree and all they just seemed inclined for rest but still there was no rest for me i grieve to leave my native land i grieve to leave my comrades all and my parents who So, Kate, thank you so much for doing this and joining the show today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, I'm really happy to have you. I, you know, we've been interacting a little bit on social media leading up to this, so it's nice to actually put a, a voice to the profile. Um, yeah, so, I mean, to, to start things off, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, a bit of your story about, you know, where things started in Nova Scotia for you to, to where you are now? Great. Sounds good. So um, I moved to Nova Scotia when I was just about two and a half years old. My parents um, decided that we would move to Nova Scotia from uh, Brampton, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. Um, my mom grew up in Toronto and my dad had kind of moved all over Canada, mostly growing up in Ottawa, but with a few years in Nova Scotia as a child as well. And um, both of them worked like really busy, high stress corporate jobs and just kind of wanted a slower pace of life for me to grow up in. Um, and it was always my dad's dream to work for himself. And um, so my parents decided um, on a family vacation to Nova Scotia that they were going to switch careers, buy a bed and breakfast and move to Nova Scotia and, and try out the innkeeper life. So that's what brought my family to Nova Scotia. So I spent um, most of my childhood growing up in a bed and breakfast in the Annapolis Valley. And um, when my dad um, got diagnosed with cancer when I was 12, my parents, you know, decided it was time to wrap up 
Um, he had a, a good, solid five years of remission, and, and my parents um, returned to their previous careers and um, sold the inn, and we moved uh, into kind of a normal family home in Kentville, Nova Scotia, where I spent my teenage years. And then I went to university um, in Halifax at Dalhousie University, um, always planned to leave Nova Scotia as soon as I was going to graduate, but uh, you know, life continues to throw curveballs at you. And I stayed in Nova Scotia kind of against my plans, but kind of really grew to love it um, more than I did as a child and as a teen uh, through my 20s. And um, yeah, when I was 29, I packed my bags and this was after kind of a, a big pivotal breakup in my life. Um, a big reason I stayed in Nova Scotia through my 20s. And, you know, when I was looking at, okay, what am I going to do now? I need to find a new place to live. Um, I was also self-employed at the time. So I had kind of a lot of flexibility. I had always wished, like I said, to kind of live abroad, move away. I always had a dream of moving to London. And yeah, when that big change happened, I figured, okay, well, it's now or never. I'm going to do this once and for all. And um, yeah, now I've been living in London for about a year and a half, and it's it's been really great. So that's, I mean, so that's quite the story. So you know, I I grew just grew up just inland in in New Ross. Uh, so uh, Kentville was the big town for for me. Um, but so where where in the valley was the the B and B? It was in Canning, Nova Scotia, so not far from Kentville at all. So. Um, I was able to kind of sit, stay in the same schools all through my childhood with my same classmates, even when we moved. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my canning is is such a nice little spot. And so you decided to not stay local and go to Acadia? No, I um, I had always wished that I was going to move to Toronto for university. So Halifax felt like a, a compromise at that point in my life. I, I was really against um, going to Acadia. My parents definitely kind of wanted me to and you know, encouraged me to live at home, but I just said, you know, there's no way I got to get a little bit away. And, and so I moved to, to Dal and that's the only place I ended up applying in the end. I didn't even apply to Acadia because I didn't want to like, not to, you know, make assumptions or, you know, think too highly of myself, but I just, I didn't want to get a scholarship that would kind of make it, you know, unavoidable to go to Acadia. So I didn't even bother applying. I mean, it's a smart strategy. If you didn't want to go, why apply? Uh, so no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting the the theme of of you know that wanting to get away, like when you're younger. I, I hear that a lot from people, but maybe I'll like explain that a little bit. Like, what what was it that made you want to like get out, you know, go to the big city? You know, you grew up in in a really rural part. Like, I know it very well. So. What do you think it was that made you want to, to get out and explore like that? Yeah, I think it is a common theme. It's something I've talked about with a lot of my friends who have um, moved away as well. I think I think it's a combination of quite a few things. Um, one being my mom um, had been a travel agent for most of her career. And so she had traveled a lot um, through her 20s and early 30s. So I grew up always hearing her stories about all of the places she'd traveled around the world and how amazing that was. And it, I think that just really opened my eyes to, you know, there being a lot more out there in the world than Nova Scotia that really interested me and made me curious. And as well, um, staying on the topic of travel, growing up in the bed and breakfast allowed me to meet people from all over the world from a really young age. And I think that also, you know, helped with my confidence and curiosity about the world too and I think just um I've always been someone with really big dreams and 
you know, wanted to see what was out there, what, what else could be out there for me. Um, and yeah, I think, I think a lot of that, you know, the type of stuff I wanted to do with my life as a child and as, as a teen, I always had dreams of working in fashion or as an actor or as a journalist and, you know, big cities always had a big appeal to me in, in the films I would watch on the occasion that I would travel a little bit around Canada or North America. I would always be really excited when I was in a big city just because it was so different. Um, and I think too, you know, even though my family only moved um, to Nova Scotia when I was two and a half, it's not like I really had memories of living outside of Toronto, but we would go back to Toronto and, and surrounding areas quite a bit as a child. And I think it was just this feeling of, you know, wanting to get away, wanting to escape, see, return to, I guess, my roots, because my parents both grew up in cities. Um, and just, yeah, feeling like there was more to see in the world and, and just really craving that, I suppose. And so now that you're, you're out uh, in London doing that, how does it feel to, to have gotten to that point? How is it feeling for you now? Yeah, it feels really, really good. I, I feel like I've acclimatized really, really well. Um, I feel very comfortable and at home here. Uh, there's still lots of moments, you know, a year and a half in where I'll be in huge crowds, really, really busy train stations. And it will kind of be that moment of being like, oh, my God, like, this is a lot. I, this is just wild. And it kind of takes me back. But I have figured it out. And, you know, there's so much to do and see here. It's, it really feels like the place for me. But at the same time, it has helped my love of Nova Scotia to really grow and really um has allowed me to appreciate so much more about it now that I'm actually away. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting experience kind of um, having a totally different life experience now. Um, everything in, in my life is different here. Um, but yeah, it has really made me recognize all the things I love about Nova Scotia too. And I, I really want to dig in on that here in a second, but I'm, you know, you have an interesting perspective, you know, growing up, with your parents running, you know, a and b like that you had, you were seeing people coming and experiencing Nova Scotia, you know, what kind of stuff did you see from the people coming through, uh, you know, your family business? Like, what would they say about, you know, your home? Yeah, it's, it's something I figured you were going to ask me about that. So I was thinking on this the other day, and I was remembering how I saw the world kind of as a child when, when that was my life. And it was weird because I remember just always having this feeling, you know, when people would, would visit our bed and breakfast from a lot, most of our guests were usually from the States, but yeah, we'd have people from all over the world. And if they came from, you know, Europe or Australia or anything like that, that was always super exciting. But I would think to myself as a kid, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> because I, I didn't know really any different at that point, right? Like it was all so normal to me. Um, you know, being close to the ocean and, you know, the peace and the quiet and, um, you know, never being too far of a drive away from, you know, going to the beach. I, I used to go to the beach on my lunch breaks from high school, you know, stuff like that. But that was all just so normal. And I don't think I understood just how beautiful it really is at that time in my life. I didn't see the appeal or the draw because to me, it was just the mundane, the everyday. And now, I appreciate it so much because I am, I understand now why people would 
want that peace and calm and beauty and um, a change from their their normal. So I remember one time as a, as a child, um, maybe in like grade four or five, I think we had this like little project to do where we needed to create some sort of like itinerary for tourism in Nova Scotia. And so of course, you know, I included my family's in as the place for people to stay. And I had a really hard time even coming up with stuff for what people should do because just none of it sounded like stuff you would want to do on holiday because again it was just like what I was used to doing and seeing um the restaurants that ultimately people recommended were were the restaurants that my family would go to and you know going on like a little day trip to like I don't know Annapolis Royal or yeah even like Ross Farm and New Ross like those were just like what you did for school field trips um so yeah it was I, I think I didn't get it at the time at all. I, I was, I, I would meet people from New York, let's say, and uh, I'd be like, well, why did you come here? <laughs> it's, it's so funny how I, I think about this almost every day. Cause I'm posting about Nova Scotia online every day. And I always laugh to myself that I'm posting about stuff that would have annoyed the hell out of me to talk about as a kid. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a benefit. And it's it. So it's really interesting to hear you say that, because I, I think about that all the time, like growing up, the stuff that I love now would have annoyed me so much. Yeah, I totally took it for granted back then. I just didn't get it. Um, but now I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I what I do want to get into, though, is now that you've you've moved and you're you're in London, like you say, you, you've kind of untapped a bit of this um, love for Nova Scotia. So you know, maybe, maybe talk about that a little bit. What, what is it that you started to appreciate about the province? Oh, so many things. And I think, you know, I did start to appreciate this more in my, in my twenties as well. Um, once I had traveled other parts of the world more too, but especially now that I live in London, um, it's just undeniably beautiful. I really kind of see that through a more mature lens. Now the ocean, the landscapes, you know, the the smell of the ocean, the cool breezes, all of those things just come together to make just such an incredible experience and and a peaceful and beautiful experience. But, you know, the food, I think a lot of people will say the food too. Um, I love to eat. I'm a huge foodie. It's like my hobby essentially is going out to eat. (laughs) That's what I do. And honestly, I think Halifax and other parts of Nova Scotia just truly do have some of the best restaurants in the world and like the awards that so many of my favorite places have been winning lately I think are so well deserved um the people like I have to I should have said that first like people are just so incredibly kind and nice and friendly and helpful um when my so I was visiting Nova Scotia for a few weeks in October and my boyfriend who is English um, came with me and that's the thing that he commented on the most was just how you know there was this one time one of the days we were on our trip and and I was showing him around Wolfville and we stopped kind of by the town plan which is just a large sign and I was pointing things out to him on the sign and immediately like within seconds of us stopping a lady stopped and said oh do you need any help finding something and we said, no, no, but thank you so much. Like, thank you. Have a nice day. And that stuck out to him. And he he still talks about that being like, she, she didn't know us. She just stopped and asked us if we needed help. And I was like, well, yeah, that is just so incredibly normal. Like that would not happen in London. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. If someone was in distress, 
they will stop you to help stop to help Londoners have a bad rap for not being friendly but it's not like that like where someone kind of goes out of their way if you might just be looking at a sign and everywhere we would be walking down the street you know the whole thing about you know you smile as you're passing people on the street you say hello you say good morning all of those things like that's so normal in Nova Scotia and I didn't realize how unusual that kind of behavior was until you know I moved here even when I lived in Toronto for a few months so that's great um and like even everything that I saw um watching from the fires from over here that was like really stressful to kind of watch from so far away but I also knew like I know people are helping each other out that's just what Nova Scotians do and to see all of the posts about you know the efforts people were going to to get people clothes and necessities and find shelter, all of these things. Like it was so heartwarming to see. Um, so yeah, the people for sure, all of those things. I know that was a lot. No, I mean, there's, it's a long list of things to like about the place. Um, and it, but it is so funny that uh, I, I think I made the comment on another show that I, I love that in Nova Scotia, like people having a bad day, s- simply smile and nod when they walk past you instead of like yeah. engaging in a full conversation. Um, and for, like similar for me like when before I had gone and lived elsewhere I didn't realize that that's not what people do so I stuck out like a sore thumb when I first moved because I was doing that all the time um but yeah it's it's you definitely miss it when when that's not around you all the time totally yeah there I think in my first few weeks of living in London like I, I learned really quickly it's really not normal to just stop a random person on the street and say, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. Like they think that you're trying to get something from them. And, you know, if I did that in Nova Scotia, you might end up in a 45 minute conversation with a stranger. Not a probably, it's a definite, you, you'd end up in a conversation. Uh, so um, yeah, no, it, it, I, I'm kind of curious, like, you, you know, your, your boyfriend commented on, on that aspect. Was there any other stuff that really stuck out to him like coming I'm assuming this that was his first trip to to Nova Scotia yeah it was um yeah I the people were definitely a big theme um he was super impressed by the the food and restaurants and bars I took him to all of my favorite places and um that was cool to see because he's lived his entire life in London and has traveled a fair bit of Europe and other parts of the world so to you know have those rave reviews on the food like I knew it wasn't just me um so that was great um yeah and just he met a lot of my friends on that trip and yeah the theme continued with oh my gosh everybody's just so friendly I'm like yeah of course they are they're Nova Scotian well you you mentioned food and and like I had said off the top uh you know I I follow you on on social media and I see food a lot so I know that this is something that you know like you 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 so you've mentioned a few times that you've got some favorites so tell me you know, what are some of your favorite spots around the province and maybe some of your top meals uh, for, for people that, that need to try something different here in the province? Yeah, so number one favorite restaurant of all time it is Bar Kismet in Halifax. Um, just, and, they, and they've won so many awards lately. It's so well-deserved. It's so nice to see them get such great recognition from um, so many outlets. So um, my favorite meal, their menu changes all the time, but I was actually able to have my favorite meal when I was back in October. They had the menu item I was so hoping they would have, which is um, like a a large ravioli, a butternut squash ravioli with toasted hazelnuts and brown butter and sage and maybe ricotta or I don't know, some type of soft cheese. Um, that is my favorite meal with 
with their tuna tartare to start. That's a must have. Um, and maybe some oysters as well. I would go all out, you know, every time I'm back, I will definitely sample a lot from their menu. Um, so yeah, the fresh seafood makes an appearance there and um, they have such amazing cocktails. So that's absolutely my favorite place. Um, I also, you know, I dream and, and about and miss seafood chowder and like paddock chowder. Um, so, you know, when I go to Lunenburg, I'll definitely get some sort of fish chowder at, I guess, um, the fish shop or yeah, one of those ones just along the waterfront anywhere, really. Um, you know, lobster, I can't not mention lobster. My best friend growing up, she's still one of my best friends. Her dad, um, was a lobster fisherman. So when I would go to her house as a child, I was so lucky to have lobster for lunch because that was just normal, right? Um, so I went to the Hall Harbor Lobster Pound uh, when I was back in October and I, t- I took my boyfriend there. And that was special because my family would go there kind of on special occasions or, you know, once or twice in the summer on a nice summer evening, go to the Lobster Pound, pick up your lobster and your sides and enjoy the sunset. So um, that's a special place. And trying to think um oh well still well um the bar and the beer garden and their pub um in the north end of Halifax 10 out of 10 I definitely went to um all of their locations when I was back in October and then a new place that I tried actually that wasn't open uh when I moved away but knew I had to try when I went back and is now a, a favorite is the Narrows pub um, in Halifax, I tried a bunch of things from their menu and it was fantastic. And the atmosphere was amazing. The service was so good. Um, yeah, that was just one of the best pubs I've ever been, been to. And I go to a lot of pubs now, as you can imagine. Well, I was going to say that carries some weight. You're saying, you know, a top pub for you. I mean, Nova Scotia East coast is, is, you know, the pub central, I think for Canada, but I mean, you're in London now. So, I mean, you've probably got a couple of nice pubs around. So that, that, and I just had somebody recommend that to me. I didn't, I hadn't heard about the narrow. So, um, so, okay. So that's a, that's a must visit then. Absolutely. Um, and one more place that I really love and want to make sure I mention is um, Maritime Express Cider in Kentville. So um, that is absolutely one of my favorite places now in Nova Scotia. It's, it's been really great to see how well they've been doing. And I, will go back every time I've, I've gone back to Kentville to visit my mom. Um, you know, it's, it's special because first of all, the location in um, the old Cornwallis Inn, like that's kind of an iconic place for someone who grows up in Kentville. You think of it as a castle. And I, I know for me as a child, I always wondered what it looked like inside. Um, so to be able to see now this cidery do so well and be in such a beautiful um, kind of refurbished location like that, um, has been really great. They're, I love their fried chicken sandwiches and their ciders are so good. Um, I think I had this idea that, you know, there's so much good cider in England and in, in my view, I don't want to upset anybody, but like never really had good cider here. I just, maybe I haven't been to the right places yet, but when I've talked about cider to some of my friends here in London and, and to my boyfriend too, everybody's kind of reaction in my experience has been, Oh, I don't, I don't really like cider. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I agree. But then you have to try cider from Nova Scotia. So again, when my when my boyfriend was was with me, um, we went to Maritime Express. We tried every flavor they had through a couple different flights, and that was a standout too. Like all, 
not only just for me because I got to try some new flavors, but for him as well, because he just didn't know that cider could be that good. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And I, I will just say that, you know, for me, I've always felt that just because like you're the best apples you're going to get are in Nova Scotia. So you're obviously going to have the best cider too. Definitely. Yeah. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay. A couple more if I can. Um, I, I, I just can't not mention um, the wineries. Uh, I think just going back to what we were talking about earlier as a child, um, when people would visit the Valley and, and stay at our inn, um, there weren't nearly as many wineries and vineyards like there are now. It's been such a major feature of tourism in, in the Annapolis Valley that has been amazing to see kind of flourish and just grow so much over the years. And I honestly, like, I, I love wine so much that I think that's a big part of why I really started to appreciate Nova Scotia and see its beauty because I could see it through that lens of like enjoying the valley with its vineyards and some of the best wine. So yeah, other, other favorite places would be Luckett, Luckett Vineyards um, and Benjamin Bridge for sure. Both excellent choices. And I was just about to ask you at winery. So you beat me to it. Um, and the, uh, the phone booth at Luckett winery, like you can't, just can't beat that in just in terms of like stopping and getting a picture. Like it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. That was my, my first stop when I came back, um, when I landed in Halifax and headed back to the Valley. Good. It's a good first place to go. So, um, one thing I was going to ask is, you know, uh, I think you might be the first person I've chatted with on the show so far that, that grew up in the Valley. And, um, I hear the Valley mentioned by lots of people like on the show or just in, in life in general. And, you know, they always mention the, the regulars, like especially Wolfville and things like that. But, and I think Nova Scotians were the worst for not even exploring our, our own province sometimes. Um, it's changed a bit since COVID, but we can, we've not had a, I know growing up, we didn't explore much. So what would be some other places in the Valley? Are there like, are there some hidden gems and things that people should, should check out in the Valley? Obviously Wolf was great, but what are some other spots? Um, I think the drive-in movie theater in Holbrook or Cambridge, I can't remember exactly technically where it is, but that holds a lot of special childhood memories for me. And, you know, it's their rarity now. So I think that's really special. And if people don't know about it, um, they should check it out on a summer night. Um, where else? Kingsport Beach, um, just outside of Canning, holds a lot of special memories for me, too, because that's, you know, the first beach that I would go to as a child. It was a five-minute drive from my house. And when I was a teenager and, you know, had free periods and or would skip class <laughs> when I had a driving license I would drive to the beach from from my high school so that was always pretty cool um where else I mean this is probably a pretty obvious one but just in case some people haven't been the look off uh is totally worth a visit especially for maybe people who are visiting Nova Scotia for the first time just to get um, a view of the valley and all of the farmlands and that's special to me too because um one of my best friends who I mentioned earlier uh, whose dad was a lobster fisherman. Um, she grew up in Scotts Bay, which is um, the look-off is on the way to your drive to Scotts Bay. So that's a special area to me as well. It's very serene and peaceful, and it's, it's Scotts Bay's got a rocky beach, so it's a little bit different um, than Kingsport that I mentioned earlier. So, um, yeah, those are some of the immediate places that come to mind for me elsewhere in the valley. Yeah, no, all, all good spots. And, um, yeah, I, I think even for me, like I didn't even get back in towards canning until I was older. So it's just amazing how much, you know, I didn't know about, about the area and like the look off is, is amazing. So 
very good recommendations there. Um, you know, one thing I'm kind of curious about is for you now in the, the time that you've been in London, um, you know, how many people actually like know about us in Nova Scotia? And, and if they don't, how do you explain the place that you're from? Good question. Um, you know, it is a bit disappointing sometimes because I, I find most of the time people have no idea where Nova Scotia is or they might have heard of it, but they don't know geographically where it is. Um, so I really love being the person to tell them, well, actually, people always just kind of say like, oh, I really want to go to Canada and not really realizing just how vast it is. So I'll say, did you know that you can get to Canada within about a six hour direct flight? through you know a good chunk of the year when the direct flights are running and they will that blows their minds like for me to say yeah I'm like basically from one of the closest provinces you can be um to the UK and certainly you know the biggest major city um direct flight that you can get um from across the pond so yeah I kind of introduce it that way first that it's you know as close as it can be other than Newfoundland of course um and I, you know, people will ask me where I'm from. Um, I don't get pegged for an American as much as I thought I would before I moved over here. Uh, I think people are a bit confused at times by my accent that I can't hear myself. But um, surprisingly, it sounds more Irish than you would have thought, I guess. I, I can obviously figure out that influence. But um, yeah, people, once they ask me where I'm from, and I'll say, you know, I'm from Nova Scotia. Where is that? I'm like, well, the... The biggest major city is Halifax on the east coast of Canada. And they'll be like, oh, right. I, you know, I had a, a flight connection there once. Or, uh, oh, I, I think I have a buddy that was there. And you're like, okay, did you really? Or was your buddy like in Vancouver or something? Or actually, they probably said mate. But anyway, um, yeah, a lot of people don't really know where it is, which is, which is disappointing. But then I can get into my spiel about how, you know, you're never more than a 40-minute drive from the ocean. And, uh, it's closer than you think and I'll show them some photos or share a video and, and people immediately kind of say oh I want to go there that looks amazing wow yeah it's it's an easy sell once you get it in front of people for sure like that's it's the the province shows very well um but I'm I'm kind of curious you know you you did sort of the the itinerary thing back when you were a, a kid to explain how to do the you know an exploration but you know how what would you build of as an itinerary now for someone coming over to Nova Scotia what would be the the greatest hits to for for them to to take in the province yeah so um I kind of did this and I I'm hammering on about my boyfriend a lot which I don't really mean to but I did kind of do this for a week itinerary because I wanted to make sure I showed him my my favorite things I had two weeks he met me for one week and so, uh, yeah, first day straight from the airport, stop at Luckett Vineyards on the way um, back home and uh, start with a wine tasting there, taking those beautiful views. Um, and from there, head to another winery, my favorite, Benjamin Bridge, or uh, you could go to Planters Ridge in Port Williams, which is also really great. Um then the next stop on that itinerary was, yeah, the Halls Harbor Lobster Pound for a lobster dinner and uh, ocean views. And um, after that, obviously, maybe not all in the same day, but um, spend a day in Wolfville. So, um, you know, go to the library pub. That's an amazing spot. Uh, walk up and down Main Street, stop at Annapolis Valley Cider Company. Um, go to Patties and Rosie's for lunch. Patties and Rosie's is my absolute favorite 
uh, restaurant in the Valley. I should have mentioned that earlier. That holds so many childhood memories for me. Um, and then what else? Got to do a day trip to Lunenburg and Mahone Bay. Um, you know, take in the sights there, have a couple of pints, um, go to a coffee, some, a coffee shop or something, have some seafood chowder, um, stop into some of the little bookshops in Lunenburg. That's so nice to do. Um, what else? What else? Um, then, yeah, I think start exploring Halifax. There's so much to do and see there as well. So many good restaurants that I've mentioned. Um, we went to the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic, which I hadn't done since I was a child, like on a field trip. But that was actually really nice to see because, you know, I had this newfound appreciation for um, Nova Scotia after being away. So it was nice to kind of like brush up on my history and um, see everything that was there. And you know, just spend a lot of time on the boardwalk in Halifax. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. Um, have some cow's ice cream. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I think those are the main things for me. If I could fit in more time, I would obviously fit in a trip to Cape Breton, but um, I myself haven't spent a ton of time in Cape Breton either, so I don't really know the best things to do there, but I would love to add that on to a future uh, Nova Scotia trip with um, with him or with any friends that would come with me. Yeah, I mean Cape Breton. That's a that's a trip unto itself, and and I've been re-explore. You know, I've been sort of rediscovering Cape Breton since I moved home. So, um, but yeah, I mean those are those are all excellent excellent things. And I just got to say, so the patties, uh, patties and rosies in Wolfville. Um, it's it's funny for me. I'm curious to know what you get when you go because for me whenever I go to restaurants now, like I try to get, you know, like I'm a grown up, I'm going to get like nice meals and everything. I go to Patty's and I get chicken fingers and fries every single time. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, so I should clarify just because I don't know, it feels important to me. So it was a big part of my childhood. It's the location in Kentville that actually is most special to me. Um, I did go to the one in Wolfville this time around. Um, but yeah, the Kentville staff, like basically like, grew, like I grew up in front of their eyes because, um, when we had the bed and breakfast, we referred a lot of business there. So we got thankfully a lot of kind of like gift certificates back. So on the, on the nights when my parents were too exhausted to cook after running the inn, we would ha like go to Patty's and Rosie's once a week. So I have some very specific selections from their menu and I always stick with them. I haven't changed my few regular orders since I was a child either. So um, I would say my number one favorite thing on the menu is the pulled pork sandwich um, with the fries on the side. And I always ask, and I've asked for this since I was probably seven years old, for extra fry spice on the fries. And I, I still do it now and I'm 30 now. So um, they still oblige, which is great. Um, and if I don't get the pulled pork, uh, sandwich. My other favorite two items from their menu are the chicken quesadilla with the Greek salad on the side, or um, they have this stir fry, like a chicken teriyaki stir fry, which is served on a Caesar salad instead of noodles or rice. So it's a really strange combination, but it's so flavorful. And I've recreated that a few times um, since I've lived over here because suddenly that craving will hit and it's a weird combination. It's not like you can just order that at any other restaurant. So I'll, I'll recreate that here when I'm missing home. Oh, that's so good. And I just, I just got to say the fry spice. I don't, I, I dreamt about that when I was awake. I mean, cause yeah, 
I mainly went to the Wolfville one because of being an Acadia student, but uh, have gone to the Kentville one a bunch myself too. But I don't know what it is about that fry spice, but like I, I'm actually like salivating as we're talking about it. That is the most amazing fry spice. I love it. It's so good. I found I found a version here that is similar, but it doesn't quite get it right. And I, I just don't know what they use. And it's they've been using the same thing for like 20 plus years. So if they ever change it, it's going to be a problem. What has been life-changing so far in this conversation is that you said that you asked for extra fry spice, which I never even thought about doing. And hopefully you haven't like un- untapped a secret because I am for sure going and asking for that next time because I, I never thought about it. It's like life-changing that you said that. Yeah, you have to do it. They'll, they usually give it to you in like a little plastic cup so you can um, season the rest of it yourself. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to go to the Valley. Um, yeah, that's no, that's, that's so good. Um, I I'm going down, I'm, I'm really bad about going down the, the, the path on, on food. So I, I, I need to know, and it's come up a few times, like something about Nova Scotians, not everybody, but like, we really like our pizza and, and, and our garlic fingers and things like that. If, if you are a pizza person, do, do you have a pizza spot that you say, this is the spot? Yes, I do. Um, Natalina's Pizza in Kentville. Um, I still think about it. And even when I was living in Halifax for 11 years, um, I, I would kind of dream about that because it, it reminds me of my childhood. Um, so that's kind of the nostalgic answer um, when I want that kind of like classic Nova Scotian taste that I can't quite describe, but I think we all know. Um, but on the flip side of that, another pizza in Nova Scotia that I dream about constantly and made sure I had when I was back is from Salvatore's in Halifax, which I know is is popular for a reason. But yeah, their mushroom pizza called the Roger, uh, that is the stuff of dreams. And yeah, I miss it all the time because I used to live in the North End. So that was that was a regular order for me as well. I'm I'm not even 20 episodes in on this podcast and Salvatore's has been mentioned multiple times. So that uh, that does not surprise me. <laughs> With good reason. Yeah, it's uh, I, it's funny. I, I never ended up I've never lived in Halifax. I've only ever worked in there. And so like, I always feel like I've totally missed out on some of the real gems in Halifax, because, you know, I'd work downtown. And you know, there's some great stuff in the north end. Um, so like, you know, that's one of those ones that I'd say in in a separate conversation or in a separate message, if you just want to list all of the places that somebody working downtown probably hasn't tried, please send those to me because you're probably more t- tied in on that than I am at this point. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'll definitely send that after because, yeah, I think most of my favorite places in Halifax are in the North End. Oh, that's great. So, um Okay, I see. And now I'm going to I'm going to keep talking about food uh, right until the end of our time, which is getting close. But um, the other thing for me is like, I'm, I've, I'm a huge fan of like cafes, coffee shops and things like that. Like, are there any that Halifax Valley elsewhere in the province that, um, you know, you'd put near the top of the list of, you know, because everyone needs some uh, coffee, tea or something when they're when they're cruising around during the day, like, where should they go? So my favorite place in Halifax is Weird Harbor, um, right on Barrington Street. So I used to work in an office um, right above Weird Harbor. So it was my regular spot. But it's not just because it was convenient and my regular spot. The service there is amazing. The coffee, all the drinks are so good. And it's just such a cute little cute little place that just feels, you know, 
very Halifax to me. And, and the name of it even is, is Halifax inspired being a, a weird Harbor city. So um, yeah, I a hundred percent recommend weird Harbor. No doubt. I, I'll second that weird Harbor is so good. I worked just down the street from it. Um, and that's a, it's a regular spot. So, so good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, getting near the end here, Kate. So, but I, I do want to, I do want to kind of ask about, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you, when you want to leave the province and I totally can relate to that when you're growing up and then you leave and then you're looking back on it, you know, it, how does it feel to kind of like be happy that you're living the life that you are away from the province and loving at the same time? Like, how do you balance those things off? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard question. Um, it's something I think about a lot actually, because yeah, like I, and I talk about it with friends a lot too. So it is a strange feeling um, to love a place so much kind of at, at this point in my life and for it to hold so many special memories, but to also have this feeling like it it's not the place for me, which I don't know. I feel even bad verbalizing that. Um, but, you know, I have, I have found a life here in London for me that I think is what I've always wanted. And has everything I've always dreamt of and I feel most myself here but I know that like the person that I am now is shaped by the life I had in Nova Scotia and it's probably why I appreciate what I have here so much too um but it's also this this feeling it's a bit of sadness I suppose that I kind of had this feeling that to get the life that I I wanted I needed to leave and and you know I I could have stayed, I think, very happy still in, in some ways if I had stayed in Nova Scotia. But um, yeah, when I was in that position of kind of deciding what I was going to do and what was next for me um, when I when I needed to do that, it was a really kind of stark feeling to look at, you know, housing costs, what it was going to cost me suddenly going to be living on my own after always living with someone else. Um you know, it was really important. And, you know, I could have gotten a, another flatmate or something, but at that point in my life, it was a, a really big goal after um, ending a, a really long-term relationship to have that experience of living alone. And I knew that that was like really, really important to me as, you know, just a milestone in life, I suppose, and, and something I wanted to do to grow. So when I was like comparing prices um, of, of housing costs in Halifax to then London, um, I remember the exact moment I was doing it in my, in my flat in Halifax, realizing that when I converted like pounds to dollars, that it would cost me pretty much the exact same amount of money per month to, to live in a a small studio. So the the studio I live in right now, yeah, it's super small. I had a really nice, beautiful, big place in Halifax. You can't compare the, the units themselves, but, um, yeah, just looking at what it would cost me to live alone in Halifax, or even not live alone, but to just live in Halifax versus what it would cost me to live here in London, which is one of the most notoriously expensive cities in the world. It kind of made up my mind instantly um, that, you know, if I was going to be spending that amount of money, no matter what, I might as well do it in a place that I've always dreamt of in a place where I could more feasibly progress my career um, because there, I, I kind of was feeling like there wasn't much further for me to go in Nova Scotia when it comes to my industry and, and my career. So with all of those factors, like it did make me really sad. Like I'd grown up here my whole life. 
I, I say here, <laughs> I mean, in Nova Scotia, but yeah, I'd grown up there my whole life. I, you know, went to university there. I stayed after university. I also graduated right around the time when there was a, a tax credit that went away. There used to be a tax credit for Nova Scotian grads who stayed in the province for a certain number of years. And that played a factor into my decision to stay after university. And then it went away immediately. So it was like this kind of feeling of like, well, no wonder so many of us young people leave. Like there, there's nothing that's keeping me here in a, in a way that I feel like I can live the life that I want to live. So, you know, there there is this kind of major element of sadness that this place that I grew up in and loved and, you know, paid taxes in, I don't know, not to be that person, but all of these things, it was like, okay, well, I'm just another number. I'm just another person leaving and I'm, and I'm happy I left. And I think it ultimately was the right decision, but it's this, it's a really scary feeling to like see all of the news come out of home and look at the prices. I'm always curious about what things are costing and all of that. And just to feel like if I ever did want to move back, could I even do it? And the answer for me is probably not. I wouldn't be able to have the type of job I have now. I wouldn't be able to maintain the life that I've gotten used to now. And that really sucks. And I know I'm not alone in feeling that. So, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm, I have the personality and the, um, the, the wonder about the world that I do because I grew up in Nova Scotia, but yeah, it also like makes me sad that I feel like I don't really, I don't have a future there. So it's bittersweet. And, and that's one of those things. And so, you know, obviously in in this show i've been focusing so much on on some of the positive stuff but like the 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 reality is is that like the story of of people that leave and go away and every story is individual every story is different but like you know there is that common element like you know oftentimes people leave and go because they're looking for something else and so i think that that experience that's probably a whole other episode um and it's one of those ones like in a group would be really interesting to kind of unpack with a bunch of people that have gone through it is like you know, it, it, it can be that there's a sadness that can come with that. There's a grief that almost comes with that, like a yeah. loss um, when when you go through that experience. So you're definitely not the first person that's that said that. Um, and it's weird how oftentimes that's also like the decision, knowing the decision was right, paired with also like this weird guilt that sort of sits within us all when we leave. It's a it's a really strange thing to balance off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it we certainly can't unpack it, but I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's something I know you've had both um, Emma and Liv on the show as well, and, and they're my friends, and, and we've um, hung out here in London, and it's something we all talk about, about, you know, how special Nova Scotia is to who we are and how we see the world and how we live our lives. But um, also, yeah, just kind of this feeling of being like, is, is there, is there, could there be a place for me there again? And it's, it's uncertain. Yeah. Well, all I will say is that based on everything you've said, uh, if you're telling people in in London and in the UK about Nova Scotia and giving them the advice you are, then you're still doing an amazing service for the province because uh, they're going to get a great experience when they come and visit. So uh, I think still tons that you you're giving back to the province, even as you're living the like a new life in London. So I think that's something to be celebrated, too. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I take every opportunity I can to talk it up to the to the point where my colleagues kind of, I know they're saying it in jest, but they'll go, oh my gosh, she's yammering on about Nova Scotia again. So I, and I will keep doing that. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's that's you know that's all we can ask, and that I think uh, once they get here, they're going to love it. So um, normally, I end off with sort of the twenty four hour question. I'll let you decide if you want to take it because we've talked a lot about where you'd go and what you do. But um, you know, it's it's up to you if you if you wanted to did did you want to kind of go through that if you only had twenty four hours in Nova Scotia question. Yeah, sure. Why not? I uh, yeah. So twenty four hours, I would wake up in my mom's house in Kentville and I would hope my sister's visiting with her dog so that he can wake me up instead of an alarm but still get up at a really reasonable time to make the most of it and I would want to um I want to have breakfast uh in the back garden like in the sun um just with like the fresh air and sound of the birds and all of that peaceful stuff head to Luckett Vineyards for lunch with my mom and um do a cheeky wine tasting and have her partner drive us around. Um, and then I think I would meet up with my best friend and her daughter and we would probably have a late lunch. I guess maybe I already said lunch. Maybe, I don't know. Time isn't real in this scenario. Have a, have a quick lunch with her and her daughter at Boston Pizza in New Minus, which is was our favorite kind of teenage place uh, where we always get the chicken fingers. And then I would head into Halifax for the late afternoon and evening to meet up with all of my best friends um, at the Stillwell Beer Garden um, and hopefully just like hang out in the sun, have some good snacks, get ice cream from the dairy bar and go back to one of their places to to just spend time with them because I miss them so much. So a much simpler itinerary than my my week long, but that's what I would do in 24 hours. Sounds like a great 24 hours. Um something that I think everyone should should try to replicate pieces of that for sure. So, uh, Kate, that sounds great. I, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your your evening to to do this. Uh, it was great to chat with you, and, and thanks so much for, for being a Nova Scotia booster out in the world. Thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure, and I'm, I'm really loving this series. So thanks for doing it. So, are you hungry yet? Uh, like I said in the intro, Kate knows the restaurants and meals and stuff you need to get around this province. Uh, I was kind of blown away how she was able to just keep firing stuff off. Um, and I was actually taking notes throughout that whole conversation. So that was, as somebody who loves food as well, that was amazing for me. But I don't actually want to focus on that as much as I want to focus on what we talked about right there at the end, which sort of seemed to come out of nowhere, you know, we're talking about restaurants and everything. And then we just got into that quick conversation uh, that probably had some of the most substance that I wanted to talk about um, around that sort of conflicted feeling of feeling like you, you need to leave, but also loving Nova Scotia uh, and what that can do. And, and I, I actually think Kate did a really good job of explaining it. And I've heard it from so many other people and I, I want to talk about it because for so many people that have moved away, when they, they're very cautious often to talk about that they wanted to leave and that there might not be a path for them to come home someday. Because to be quite honest, whether intentional or unintentional, that type of a comment can get quite a reaction from, from people back here in Nova Scotia. Um, and I think people don't really quite understand how you can have that feeling while at the same time being 
like a massive advocate and promoting Nova Scotia to people uh, and, and be someone that's super proud of the place. I, I think some people don't think that you can have those two sides to the coin at the same time. And I will just say from personal experience, you totally can have that. And it's something that most people I talk to have. And so I'm glad that came up because as I kind of alluded to in the in the conversation, you know, our this this show has talked a lot about the positive you know, everything to love about Nova Scotia, but there's a lot there's a lot in the expat experience that maybe isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but also needs to be discussed um, because that's part of their lived experience. And the point of this show is to tell their stories, not to tell the varnished version of a story that we want to put out into the world. Um, for me, reality is always the best story. So I thought it was really great that that came up and and the way that Kate addressed it. And even after we stopped recording, she, she even just made the comment. She's like, hope that wasn't too negative. Um, and it wasn't. It was excellent. Because those are the conversations that start to get to some of the core things that I think expats can offer, which is what were the reasons for why you left and what might be the reasons why you might not ever come home and not the easiest conversations to have. But when you have those conversations, you probably unlock amazing opportunity for the province. So yeah, that's just what I want to talk about. I don't think I was as articulate as Kate about that, but it just, I, I re-listened to that part of the episode so many times before getting ready to publish. And I just wanted to, to speak to it a little bit because I do think it's really important. So if you are somebody that's moved away, or even if you moved away and came back, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that um, around some of the things that maybe kept you kept or keep you away from being able to move home, how that makes you feel and, and how you're able to balance off maybe having some opinions around uh, the direction or where things should be going in the province to, to help make it more livable or more attractive. Uh, and while also at the same time being like an amazing advocate out in the world for the province. So I'd love to hear from anyone with thoughts on that. So again, thanks so much, Kate, for, for taking the time. Uh, and again, on the more positive side, uh, I am definitely going to Patty's and getting the extra fry spice that I'm not joking. That was life-changing. Global Blue Nosers is a Some Good Media and Entertainment production. It's hosted, edited, and produced by me, Sean Meister. All the music used on the show is by Ludenberg-based band Black Matilda. You can find the show on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, so give us a follow. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate a five-star review wherever you're listening today. And make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite uh, platform so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to welcome you back again next week.